My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh. And this is Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler country. I'm your host, Tony. Week six in the books, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 19-13, bringing their record now to 4-2, and and the Chiefs down to 5-2 after they lost on Thursday. Putting the Steelers now within a win on Sunday of being the number one seed in the AFC through seven weeks in the National Football League. First of all, I want to apologize for the erratic schedule that this podcast has been on the last couple weeks. Uh, Life has gotten in the way a little bit. It's been more difficult to record this during the week. Uh, I may move recording of this podcast to Sunday night right after the game to be more consistent week to week to actually, you know, get this podcast out on a consistent basis rather than sometimes it being Wednesday, sometimes Friday, now it's Saturday. Uh, I just want this thing to be consistently coming out, so I apologize for that. Now, let's talk about the win. A lot of Steeler fans were confident coming into this game, myself included. We all felt like, you know, this was the bounce-back week, that this was the week the Steelers uh, would, would kind of come to play both offensively and defensively. We would see the best version of our offense and the best version of our defense um, needing to bounce back after the humiliating loss that was Jack- the Jacksonville game. Largely, that's true. Largely, that is true. This was the best offensive game we've seen from this team, and, and you know, may not be points wise, but you look at it from a from just racking up yards, controlling the clock, moving the chains, being consistent offensively. This was the best offensive performance we've seen all year. Now they didn't score points. They didn't score points. They were held to twelve points in this game until about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That is concerning. Absolutely, that is concerning. And so. You know, when you look at offense and you grade an offense, right, obviously you want to grade an offense on its ability to score points first, right? That is the point of offense is to score. And if you are grading this offense on its ability to score points, it probably doesn't get an A or even a B, right? But on its ability to, to control the clock, to move the ball, to move the chains, you've got to say that this offense played very, very well. They played very, very well. Ben was better. Uh, I don't think he was fantastic. He wasn't great. He wasn't vintage Ben. I think the predictions of kind of vintage Ben that we're going to go out there and, you know, we're just going to chop him up, that was probably a little optimistic, right? This was, you know, coming off of a five-interception performance, this was certainly a much, much better Ben uh, than we've seen. Probably the best he's played all year. Defensively, I thought this was a dominant performance. And how could you not? I mean, this was... This was a continuation of what we've seen this year in a lot of ways defensively, just more consistent, right? Just finally putting it together for 60 minutes. The defense was pitching a shutout through three quarters in this game. Yes, they gave up a field goal in the first quarter, but remember that field goal was on the screw-up on the free kick where the Chiefs got good field position there, and the defense held them to three and out. So that was a field goal basically all on the the screw-up on the free kick. This, the, and the Chiefs never found life offensively until that fourth quarter. I mean, they weren't they weren't moving the ball at all. It wasn't like they were. It was it was a you know um, it, it was certainly not a bend but don't break defense. Right. This was a dominant no first downs, uh, not no yards. Uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, stopping the run style of defense. The the kind of defense 
that we want to see this team play week after week. The Steelers stopped the run. They got to Alex Smith. They forced the Chiefs out of their comfort zone. It wasn't a perfect performance defensively, right? The fourth quarter was certainly concerning in a lot of ways because the Chiefs did find a rhythm. And they went on three drives in that fourth quarter, 10 plays, 86, 8 plays, 82, 6 plays, 52, right? They certainly got going. But where we talk about that offense, where you grade an offense on its ability to score points, right? You grade a defense on its ability to stop the opposing offense from scoring, right? And the defense, to their credit in this game, yes, the the Chiefs had some drives in the second half, in the fourth quarter, certainly. But they didn't allow points. And that's been a theme of this defense all year. This defense still has not allowed a team to score 20 points in regulation. And you can't use the excuse of, well, they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. The Chiefs were the number one offense in the league statistically. And even if you don't buy into the statistics of that, you still have to admit they're a top five offense in the current NFL. They hadn't scored less than 24. They've scored over 33 times, including dropping 40 twice this year. They are a very, very good offense. And at home, we shut them down. In Kansas City, we shut them down to scoring just 13 points. The defense is playing at a very high level and did play at a very high level in this game. The secondary is much improved from last year. The pass rush is so much more consistent than it was last year. And if we can finally be consistent against the run, well, then this can finally be the championship caliber defense that we've been waiting on since 2010. This game should have been put away by the offense. The defense is pitching a shutout for three quarters, and the offense just couldn't really find a way to put any other points on the board. It had the makings of a classic, you know, Steelers blow it at the end. But would the story of a 13-12 loss to the Chiefs really been about the defense? Probably not, right? I mean, it's pro- probably you have, to, you have to talk about the offense at that point. Now, and before we get to that offense, let, let's, uh, I want to give some shout-outs here to some players um, in the secondary who I thought played terrifically. First of all, Sean Davis, who I criticized last week. He came to play on Sunday. He made his presence felt against the run, against the pass. He did a lot of the same things, a lot of the great things that he was doing at the end of 2016 that made him Rookie of the Year for the Steelers last year. He did that in this game, and he, you know, he, he really had his best performance all year. And then our cornerbacks, are, first of all, you've got to start with Artie Burns. This is the first time we've faced a legit quarterback this year, and Artie made plays. And it's the kind of year one to year two improvement that I wanted to see, which is his ability to attack the ball at the catch. He hadn't done it earlier in this year. He certainly hadn't done it a lot last year. But in this game, twice, he was able to, to close distance, attack the ball at the point of, uh, at the point of catch, uh, and, and get that in completion. Um, we no longer have easy cornerbacks that quarterbacks can attack. right? Joe Hayden on the other side, maybe a little more quiet in this game, and really this year, than Artie. But that's because he's doing his job, right? It's not Ross Cockrell out there who's getting picked on for five and seven yard outs all game. And then Mike Hilton and the nickel. What a revelation this guy has been. He is the secret weapon of the defense. He's good in coverage. He's very good in coverage. But he's great as a blitzer. And what's great about that is it keeps quarterbacks off balance. They don't know. Is Mike, you know, he's, Mike Hilton's always got his eyes in the backfield. He's always got his eyes in the backfield before the play. And it's making the quarterback think. Is he coming? Where is the blitz coming from? Right? Give I will give uh, Keith Butler a bunch of credit 
for how this defense is played this year from a pass defense perspective. The ability to bring blitz from multiple places to keep quarterbacks off balance. If we could just be more consistent against the run, uh, I, like I said, this defense could be championship caliber. I view this game, I think this game is like the movie that starts at the ending and then you kind of work your way back to that point. This is, the Steelers-Chiefs is how the Steelers win the Super Bowl. This is what that looks like. If we're going to make a run in January and February and we're going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to look a lot like what happened in Kansas City on Sunday. Run the ball, play great defense, big plays here and there, but it's not flashy, it's not six touchdowns, it's not high flying, it's not 30 points a game. The recipe is this game. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, make some passes here and there, play great defense, don't get behind, and that's how you win a Super Bowl. The Steelers need to work for the next 10 weeks to perfect what happened on Sunday. In a lot of ways, we can be the 2015 Denver Broncos. That was a team that, again, had a great defense, probably a better defense than we had, but we have a much better running game than they had, right? So, we can rely on the defense and the running game to keep us in every game and then let Ben and AB and these playmakers make their plays when they can, but you don't have to force it. Something I've been, you know, one thing I've been saying all year is don't force anything, right? We're not going to get blown out playing the style of football we played on Sunday. Le'Veon is too good. The offensive line is too good. And quite frankly, the defense is too good. We've talked a lot about this defense on this podcast, right, and how poor they've played against the run. Um, but the largest deficit that we've faced in a game this year was the first in, in the first half against uh, – the largest deficit we faced in the first half was against Chicago, 17-7. to And that's a game where literally anything that could go wrong in that first half did, right? I mean, that was the worst half of football we've played all year, and we were down 10 at halftime. We're rarely going to be behind playing like this. The best two wins of the year were against Kansas City and Baltimore. In Baltimore, we never trailed. In Kansas City, we trailed 3-2. to two. And, they, and Baltimore and Kansas City were that kind of run-the-ball, playing, def, playing great defense style of games. And, and again, it's not perfect, right? Because on offense, it's becoming a lot about the little things. Red zone play calling. Why are we going five wide on the two-yard line? Don't outsmart yourself. Again, I get that we have these playmakers and that you want to get defenses out of their base sets and you want to be able to spread out your playmakers but again we have the best running back in football we have one of the best offensive lines in football you need to go two yards just run it up the middle just run it up the middle two times three times whatever it takes i'm not saying it's guaranteed to score right but but again just play the percentages you have the best you have one of the best offensive lines you have the best running back play the percentages there get your points because kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns is going to be, you know, again, it's amplified when you play this style of offense. When you're playing a style that limits possessions. When you're trying to control the clock and you're trying to run clock early in a game. If you're, if you're going down, you're getting 12 plays. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got a 12-play, 93-yard drive that runs seven minutes off the clock and you only score three points, right? That's how you keep teams hanging on. That's how it, you have these kind of games like we had against Kansas City where we're kicking their ass but we're not ahead by enough, right? The score doesn't really reflect what's happening in the game. And it's becoming a game of inches, right? you know, even on, on the drives themselves, right? We had a couple drives in the second half that were stopped 
because of missed first downs that were by inches, right? There's the AB one where he kind of flips over a guy and goes backwards for a couple yards. The Steelers don't convert on third down. And then there's the third down uh, and 10 play where Le'Veon catches it over the middle, jukes a guy, and, and tries to get past another. Uh, should have fallen forward, kind of falls sideways, and only misses the first down by an inch there, right? Again, though, those are plays that are amplified given the style of play that we're, that we're executing right now. Right. If we convert on those plays, we likely score on those drives. And 12 to 3 turns into 15 to 3. And now you're talking about two touchdown lead. Or it's or it's 19 to 3. And now you're talking about two touchdowns and a field goal lead. I'm saying all of this stuff is amplified, right? All of these little things now, now that we're playing this style, now that we're playing this style successfully, right? This kind of red zone inefficiency and the kind of you know the 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 third down inefficiencies. These are going to come back to bite us now. So we have to get better there. We're in a much better place than we were a week ago. A much better place. The Steelers are starting to understand who they are. And look, finding an identity can be difficult, right? They, the Steelers didn't land on this style last year until you know, they were 4-5 and five and had just lost to the, to the uh, Dallas Cowboys, right? Before they really landed on, let's just run this offense through Le'Veon um, and, and let's go back to that kind of style. And it can be very difficult for this team because, really, this is a team that thought its identity was the exact opposite, right? Everybody bought into before the year, myself included, that we've got all these players. We've got A.B. and Martavis is back, and we've got Le'Veon finally, and we've got the Killer Bees all, all healthy again. And, and now we've got Juju, and we've got Eli, and we bring in Vance McDonald, and we've got such a good offensive line. I mean, how could we not score 30 points again? How could we not be this high-flying, score-whenever-we-want type of offense? How could we not? And now here we are six weeks through the year, and we're starting to understand that the best two offensive performances we've had all year is when we just played, you know, the, the kind of boring, just run the ball every play and throw only when you need to. It's humbling. It's hum- I'm sure it's humbling for the Steelers. It's humbling as a fan to watch. But this is what got us on that winning streak last year. This is who this team is right now. And I'll tell you what, it could be the thing that saves the season because it's not out of the blue. This Kansas City the way we played in Kansas, the reason why everyone had this expectation going into this game is because this is not out of the blue what happened on Sunday. It's not like we went out there and we won 45 to 40 because that would have been way out of the blue. Holy shit, how did the Steelers score 45? How did we give up 40, right? That wouldn't have been out of the blue. That would have felt worse. This doesn't feel worse because it wasn't going out there and, and scoring six touchdowns and, and, and looking like a dominant offense, right? This was just a continuation of the things we've seen all year. It was just kind of a perfected version. Not even a perfected version. Because offensively, we should have scored more points. And defensively, we should have been more dominant in the fourth quarter. But again, we can build on this stuff. And it's not like we haven't seen this offense play this style successfully recently. We saw it against Baltimore. And it's not like defensively, we haven't seen this team play this dominant. We've kind of seen it all year. It just hasn't been consistently through four quarters like this. So, again, to me, this is, this is Super Bowl caliber Steelers. I just hope that they can keep it up for the next 10 weeks as we roll into the playoffs. Now let's talk about Cincinnati coming to town. Because certainly, you know, anytime you have a division rival like this coming to town, it, it never really feels like it's going to be an easy win. It sh- should be an easy win, but it, you always, in the back of your mind, you know it won't. And the Steelers don't really have easy wins anyway. Um, the Bengals have been playing a lot better since they switched off offensive coordinators. Uh, they're coming off of a bye week. They're a dangerous team right now. They're a dangerous team because they feel like they're getting back into the groove, right? They're what? They're a two and three football team that was zero and three, and now they're 
you know, again, they feel like they get a win here. They're three and three. The Steelers are four and three. They can start to, to challenge for the division again. Games like this are just are, are going to come down to the, sim, the simple stuff because again, the Steelers have more talent than Cincinnati. They've proven that year over year, and, and this year is no different. But it, it comes down to two things: big plays and turnovers. Don't allow big plays. AJ, the defense is going to go up against AJ Green, the best wide receiver we've faced all year. Don't allow him to beat you deep. Don't give them easy scores. And then Joe Mixon, their rookie running back. Shut him down. The Steelers, on uh, for a run defense, it has just been a, such a mixed bag this year that you really, you know, one week to the next, you cannot tell what you're going to see. What Weeks one and two, they look great defensively against the run. Week three, it all falls apart. Against Baltimore, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Against Jacksonville, again, it was probably worse uh than, than Baltimore, but maybe not as bad as, as Chicago. Um, and then this week against Kansas City, it's great. It's great. They shut Kareem Hunt down. They did not allow him to get going at all. So, again, you got to shut down the run, put the game in Andy Dalton's hands, and then offensively, just don't turn the ball over. Don't give the Bengals easy scores. Don't pull the Jacksonville thing again. Right? Keep yourself in the game. Remember who you are and what wins you games. Because, again, I have a firm belief that this team is not going to get down early in games unless they're giving up big plays on defense or they're turning the ball over offensively. Right? That has been the team we've seen for six weeks now. So predicting this out, you know, I would love to sit here and say you know, Steelers 40, Bengals 10 like we all want. Uh, but I think you know, more realistic is something like Steelers 23, Bengals 17. Um, you know, remember, if the Steelers win this game now, they will be 5-2 and two and have the best record in the AFC, tied with Kansas City, probably tied with uh, New England as well, but they have tiebreak over Kansas City. Uh, so that's going to do it with Steelers Country this week. Oh, actually, I should say, it, and because of that, because of the fact that we could go to 5-2 and two and be the best team in the AFC and yada, yada, yada we'll probably lose. Like, that's, normally, the Steelers like to make it harder for themselves. You know, last year they, they were like, well, let's go on a four-game losing streak and see if we can come back and still win the division and still make the AFC Championship game, you know, being a four-and-five football team. Yeah, and they did. Uh, but, you know, they like, to, they like to put themselves behind like that uh, in the year. And so it would not surprise me at all if the Steelers come out again in Pittsburgh and lay an egg. And then we'll be talking about what the hell is going on with Ben at home, right? Or what's going on with the Steelers at home. Because they've been such a dominant home team that that Jacksonville game two weeks ago was, you know, shocking. And, and hopefully... This can be more of a, a, a Steelers at home type of performance that we're used to. So, all right, that's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com uh, is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry. I'll see you next week, or maybe in a couple days. <laughs>